This is your host, Reed Lupkin, on Lupkin's Locks. Lupkin's Locks bringing you locks on your betting slips all the time. Alright, so it is Wild Card Weekend, one of the most anticipated, hyped up weekends in the NFL, the beginning of the playoffs. And I am just as excited as you are about it. I've been thinking about these games for a while. Even before the playoff matches were set up, I was thinking about certain bets I would take or hypothetical lines between the different matchups, like, oh, if the Bills play the Dolphins or the Colts or if somehow the Ravens drew the Steelers, but instead they drew the Titans. I've been thinking about these games for a while. I really want to go undefeated on this, and I hope my picks will lead you to winning day on your book. All right, let's get started. The first game is Bills vs. Colts. This is the first game of the Saturday slate. It's at Buffalo. They officially are allowing 7,000 fans in that stadium. I'm taking the Bills here minus 6.5. The Bills have been unstoppable. They have put up the past few games, 48, 39, and 56. And 56 came against a really good uh, Dolphins defense that was vying for a playoff spot. So they were going all out that game. It wasn't like they weren't trying or whatnot. While the Colts do have some experience playoff-wise, I actually don't think it helps that they have Phillip Rivers. This guy has a tendency to choke in the playoffs. Meanwhile... I just think, I don't think, there's not a lot of defenses, if at all any, that are capable of stopping this Bills defense. I think the Bills are going to be able to get that occasional stop, and then they're just going to be able to drive down the field the entire game. So, not only do I like Bills minus 6.5, I like the over, which is 51. I think the Bills are going to be continuously driving down the Colts' throats, no matter what, and it's what they've been doing the past month or two. They've just been continuously, continuously scoring. They simply beat teams based on an overwhelming offense. And, you know, I think the Colts are going to put up points too, just not as many as the Bills. <laughs> My, uh, I'm going to add player props because fantasy is over, but a player prop that I really like is Stefan Diggs over 7.5 catches. Stefan Diggs' receptions prop is 15-1 and one this season, and I don't think that's changing against the Colts. Colts have been allowing big games to A.J. Brown. Uh, I know the Jags wide receivers actually had a decent day against them. Um, the Steelers wide receivers even had a good – Deontay Johnson had a good game, and I don't see this changing. I don't see this changing with Stephon Diggs. He's going to hit it again. It's just guaranteed money in my eyes. So for Bills and Colts, I like the Bills minus 6.5, the over 51, and Stefan Diggs over 7.5 catches. Now moving on to Rams-Seahawks, the 4 o'clock game. So this game has me a little conflicted because the Rams, the Rams have been very inconsistent you also don't know necessarily if Jared Goff's playing or not but I think the reality is that the defense is going to clutch up for them 
personally, if I had to bet on this game, I would take a seven-point teaser. I would take the Rams plus 10 because I believe it's going to be a one-possession game. And if if Seattle wins, it's going to be by one possession or a field goal or a touchdown, give or take. And you get the backdoor cover of the Rams. Honestly, I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Rams pull off the upset. And one that I really, really like for this game, the under, whether it's 42 or in my teaser, it's 49. The under is 2-0 and in the Seahawks-Rams games, and I don't think that is going to change tomorrow. Both both teams are in an offensive funk, and the defense is, uh, weirdly, Seattle's main weakness at the beginning of the season has actually became their strength. They're able to get to the quarterback, and... They're able to get to the quarterback and play legit defense. They're able, the Seattle offense has been underperforming, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be, uh, it's becoming more now that the offense is rather the liability, which is strange, but, you know, and the Rams have a really good defense too. As long as uh, you're going to have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, just two forces not to be reckoned with. Um, they're just unstoppable, and they're game changers, and I don't believe that Russ is going to get out of this offensive funk. Now, it wouldn't surprise, as I said, it wouldn't surprise me if the Rams win outright, but if the Seahawks were to win, it would be some fourth-quarter rogues by Russell Wilson. These are two very even-matched teams, divisional opponents, so that's sort of what I'm thinking. Now, for my player prop, for this game, I like DK Metcalf under 61.5 receiving yards. The first two games, DK went 2 for 28 and then 6 for 59, both against Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is a top three corner in this league, and he will be locked onto DK Metcalf. And as impressive as the season Metcalf has had, I don't know if he's going to be, the Rams are going to be playing all out. This is playoff football. This is different. This is a much different ball game. Both defenses are going to be on point. And I believe DK is going to be shut down as a result. Russell Wilson is going to need to target other guys like Tyler Lockett or Greg Olson or run the ball with Chris Carson in order to win the game. I think DK is going to be eliminated from, uh, the Rams are going to try to eliminate DK from their game plan. Next, big primetime game, Tampa Bay versus Washington football team. Personally, for me, I like the I like the football team plus eight. If you look, this is probably my game of the week. This is, I looked at the line and I was like, I have to immediately take Washington. Now the reality is, is that if you look at the yes, the Patriots have been dominant. Why am I saying the Patriots? I meant the Bucks. Yes, the Bucks. God damn it, Tom Brady. The Buccaneers have been very dominant the past few weeks. But look at who they've been playing. They've been playing the Falcons, Lions, and Falcons again. So, yeah, they've been playing against bad teams. But in all the games that the Bucks have played against playoff-bound teams, teams with really good pass rushes, it's either been really close or they've lost. They lost to the Saints twice, they lost to the Rams, they lost to the Bears, and they lost to the Chiefs. Even though I think that loss 
doesn't really have to do with the correlation, but the point I am making is Tampa Bay struggles against teams with really good pass rushes. Washington, this does not change at all. Not only that, they are home. You got to also keep in mind, Tom Brady and Gronk are the only players on that Bucks team with playoff experience. It's not like they have the significant advantage in that, and I don't think they're much of a better team than the football team. Now, do I think the Bucks pull it out at the end? Yeah, probably, but I think Washington makes it a really close game. So not only do I think you take Washington plus eight, you take Tampa Bay's under, which is 27 points. I don't think they're going to be able to put up four touchdowns worth of points. It's going to be very low scoring, and I think Washington's pass rush is going to dictate the tempo of the game. It really wouldn't surprise me even if Washington won, but I do like but I think the Bucks, one way or another, just Tom Brady with his heroics just figures it out at the end. A uh, player prop that I really like is Gronk, anytime TD scorer. Uh, Brady's, uh, I'm not sure what Mike Evans' status is for this game, but I do believe that Gronk, with his chemistry and connection with Brady, He's going to be able to find the end zone at least once. And especially in such a crucial game, I would not be surprised if Brady's looking his way a majority of the time. Now, he might not be as good as he used to be, but I don't think his confidence in Gronk has wavered one bit. All right, so let's go to Sunday's games. Baltimore versus Tennessee. Now, I really don't know how this game is going to end up, but there is one thing I do know. I like the Ravens minus two and a half in the first half. Why, you might ask? Well, the Ravens have gotten off to very, very strong starts in all of their games, or all of their most recent games. They are, they have been... Ever since that Steelers game, they are 5-0 and in the first half. And I think Baltimore knows if they want to win this game, they're going to have to dictate the game tempo from the get-go. That means they're going to be running the ball, controlling the clock. We know that Tennessee's defense cannot stop them. So if I had to take a bet on this game, even though I'm really unsure whether or not the Ravens Look, the Ravens are the better team right now, but history says the Titans are going to win. But just due to my logic, and also another thing I want to point out, when these teams faced each other in the regular season, the halftime score was 14-10 Ravens. That would lead to a first-half cover. I'm taking the Ravens here. And with that, I'm taking the Ravens over total team points, which is 29.5. I think regardless of the outcome, whether the Ravens win or the Titans do, it's going to be a very high-scoring game. And if there's one team I have more confidence in in moving the ball down the field, it's definitely the Ravens more than the Titans because the Ravens have somewhat of a decent defense. Titans just let Deshaun Watson 
with absolutely nothing, put up 38 points. 35-38? I don't think the Ravens are going to have a hard time. I mean, personally, I would do the over for that, but if you're looking for a more safer bet, I do like the Ravens over total team points. My favorite player prop from this game, I think Derrick Henry over 120 and a half rushing yards and in any time touchdown score. You parlay the two, it's going to hit. Derrick Henry, obviously he cracked 2,000 yards last week, but he is very, no matter what the Titans end up doing, he's going to be involved in the game plan the entire way. He's going to get a punch-in touchdown from the one-yard line, or he's going to have a long scamper. It's either or. And Derrick Henry, he's just, they're going to feed him enough to where he's going to get at least 121 rushing yards. Now, Ravens have been, as I said, the Ravens have been somewhat better on defense lately. But I like Derrick Henry's chances of having a very solid game, regardless of the outcome. Next game, New Orleans versus Chicago. Make sure to tune on, tune into this game on Nickelodeon. I know it's going to be on CBS, but who doesn't like Nickelodeon? Like, imagine if Patrick's on the sideline and giving reports and whatnot. So, New Orleans. In Chicago, the the two bets that I really like in this game, Saints minus six in the first half because the original spread is nine and a half. It cuts the spread. It cuts the spread in half, essentially, or it cuts it a decent amount. I think nine and a half points, or I think it's ten now. I could be wrong. That's a lot of points. Why not make your life easier, cut it in half, even though it's in the first half, so they have 30 minutes to do that. I think the Saints at the beginning of the game, they're going to be able to get to a touchdown lead, I believe. This Bears offense, yes, they have looked impressive, and they made this late playoff push. I'm not disrespecting them for that. But they played a real opponent last week, and they lost. They lost to the Packers. They got demolished. 35-16. to but I do believe it's no different here, especially if Kamara's back and Michael Thomas, I'm pretty sure, is going to be back. I really like the Saints here. I like the Saints with that uh, with that minus six in the first half. You're not really going to have to fear backdoor cover in that situation. All they have to do is be up by a touchdown going into halftime, which I think is very possible, actually. And my other bet that I like for this game is the over, which is 47. Bears have a solid defense, but it's not like it's not like they were it's not like what they were two years ago when they were probably the best defense in the league. I think the Saints have been kind of generous lately, or before the Panthers game. Uh, the Vikings were able to put up points against them, and I don't think that changes. Uh, and the Packers were able to put up points against the Bears last week, so I believe this is going to be a high-scoring enough game to where the over covers. So I really like that. And a player plop I like in this game, Mitchell Trubisky over 14.5 rushing yards. 
I believe that the Bears are going to try to devise a game plan where they're going to make Trubisky have to win the football game. They're going to stop David Montgomery. So the only way that the Bears win is if big game Mitch does well. I don't think he does. That's why I'm taking the Saints to the first half. But I will say this. 15 rushing yards isn't that much. There's definitely going to be a player, too, where he scampers out because he has no available wide receivers. He has the legs to do it. Simply put, I think this is just, it's a low enough number to where I'd feel comfortable betting on it. And the final game, Steelers versus Browns. Steeler, I like the Steelers minus five and a half. If you've been keeping up with the Browns recently, their coaches have te- their head coach Kevin Stefanski has tested positive for COVID and he will be sitting out this. He will be watching this game at home. This is a major disadvantage for the Browns. He might be he's a top three coach coach of the year candidate, and they've been and he's really been a major part of their turnaround. I don't think he he's the real MVP of the Browns. And not only because they've had COVID issues, they've been doing walkthroughs virtually. They haven't been able to be in the practice facility, and uh, I think it's gonna it's really gonna affect them once they take the field on Sunday. On the other hand, the Steelers have a lot of playoff experience with Big Ben, Mike Tomlin. They're gonna know what to do in these situations, as I've said. If I haven't said it, experience is probably one of the most key, significant aspects of going far in the playoffs or just knowing who's going to win or whatnot. I think the Steelers look, and just a side note, Steelers played the Browns last week. They almost won with their backups. They almost won that game with their backups, and the Browns were going total tryhard. I would not be surprised if the Steelers just I wouldn't say dominate, but win somewhat convincingly. And the props that I would like, or that I really like, is defense or special teams touchdown scored. It is at plus 200. I think uh, knowing from the injury report, some of the Browns offensive linemen are going to be out this game. I think Baker's going to be rattled and he's going to throw a pick six, or he's going to have a fumble six. I'm betting against this bet is simply because Baker Mayfield and just I think the Steelers defense is going to figure him out. He's not going to be as effective with uh, Stefanski and without his offensive line. He's going to be rattled and he's going to be exposed. That's that's my two cents on that. So I think even though some of these bets are kind of crazy, just betting on a defensive touchdown, kind of ridiculous I kind of like it in this situation especially with the odds the last player prop I like for that Nick Chubb over 66 and a half rushing yards the Browns have any remote chance of winning this game any chance of winning this game it is going to be on the legs of Nick Chubb he's going to get enough carries to where he's going to hit the he might hit the 70 or 80 mark. I think that's just a low enough number to where I'd feel comfortable taking it. 
And that is all for me, actually. I was surprised it went by so quickly, but, you know, I, I, I'm happy you listen. Well, this is Lokin's Locks. This is your host, Reed Lokin, wishing you a good playoffs and a good weekend. And I look forward to giving you more locks next week. Peace.